If you're at or near retirement, then stay tuned. On today's show, some tips to help you live your best retirement life. So come on back to Elevate Your Wealth. And now, Elevate Your Wealth with Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. Welcome in to Elevate Your Wealth. Your hosts are Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. You can find them at Elevated Financial Management, 42 years. Combined experience between these two in the retirement planning business, helping hundreds of their clients get ready for, yeah, the golden years, their retirement. They are certified financial fiduciaries. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, and I kind of I pilot the ship a little bit, but it can get off the rails a little bit, and we always kind of bring it back, and it's always about retirement. We try to have fun with you, but we also realize this is a very serious subject. So it took years to get here, and you've done all that you can when it comes to retirement to make sure that nest egg will last all the way through your retirement years. You have to be certain, and to help you, we've put together a list of tips that you can, you know, jot these down, and this will help you make that happen, okay? CNBC finance correspondent Sharon Epperson, she weighed in on a few of the factors, uh, again, that folks should consider when planning for retirement. And on the Today Show last week, uh, she came in with these. Now, let's hear what she has to say about retirement planning. How long you should plan for is key because a lot of people don't think about their longevity, their life expectancy. That's hard to figure out. But one of the things that you want to think about is when you can get the most money in your retirement, and that's from Social Security. When is your full retirement age? So if you're in your mid-50s, it's probably about 67. Mm -hmm. In order for you to get your full retirement benefits, you can get them as early as 62, but they'll be reduced by 30%. If you wait until 70, which is the latest age you can take it, then you'll get an extra 8% a year. So you want to make sure that that you think about maybe being 70 and then also think about the lifestyle that you want to have in retirement. Do you want to live in the same area or are you going to downsize, move to somewhere where the cost of living is less? That's really, really important. And it's also really important to do a budget again, do a retirement budget. All right, there you go. Again, uh, CNBC finance correspondent Sharon Emerson on the Today Show uh, recently uh, just on you know retirement planning and tips that go in there. Guys, just your thoughts on Epperson's uh, comments before we get into this. Yeah, I, she makes some really, really important points about Social Security and when to take it. And Casey and I talk about this each and every week. You need a plan, right? Now, if you've got to take the money at 62 to live, that's okay. But for most of our clients, if we develop a plan, we are most likely going to be able to share with them why they're going to be able to wait till at least full retirement age. Uh, I know I turn full retirement age and I'm doing the paperwork actually in just a couple of weeks to turn my Social Security on starting in September of this year. So, again, each situation is unique to each individual but you want to maximize or optimize your social security if at all possible, which takes a plan. Elevate your wealth. You're locked in and we talk retirement each and every week. And right now going over some tips to kind of help you live your best life in retirement, things you need to do. Casey, understanding lifestyle expenses because you are now in retirement every day, Saturday. So be aware. Yeah, this is so important. Uh, This is something that we require from our clients is to actually have a budget that we review together uh, when we're going over the plan. And, you know, we want to know what your life is costing you. And more importantly, we want you to know what your life is costing you. And there's there's a differentiation there between what's essential and what's discretionary. And so we really focus on that um, to make sure that people understand 
uh, what it takes to just wake up and be them for the day, not going out and doing anything fun, not taking trips, not anything like that, but just to wake up um, and, and live the day. We want to know what that cost is. And then on top of that, then we build the discretionary expenses to understand what's it going to take to fund the lifestyle that we want to have, right? We want to take those trips, go to the Disneyland with the grandkids and do all those kinds of things. We want to know what the separation is between those two things so we can see if we need to, one where we can spend less and possibly be more responsible so that we can have a more positive effect on our retirement overall. Um, one way to kind of do that is, is really just to track the spending. If we do that for a period of time, um, you know, two months is kind of a short window to do that. Um, sometimes we hear folks say, well, we could, you know, take our expenses for two or three months and kind of average that out. And that, that can work. Um, but over the course of a year is a lot more realistic because things come up throughout the year at different times. And so we kind of want to see what those things are. Um, we can look at what we're bringing in, uh, less any savings or in investments. And that's a good indicator of what we're actually spending on a month to month basis. Um, but we don't want to forget those things that are non-monthly, right? Those uh, real estate taxes, insurance premiums, things that come up like that. So it, we, we really have to understand that and track those expenses so that we can then determine how much income we need because retirement is really all about income. That's what all this boils down to is figuring out the expenses so we can create the right amount of income. Going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar with Elevated Financial Management. If you have any questions about your current retirement situation, maybe you haven't started planning yet, you're thinking about it, be a great opportunity to kind of get on the calendar, no cost, no obligation, no pressure, and maybe get that ball rolling, at least have that conversation. And you might be in a situation where you've started planning, you're halfway down the path, but that communication just isn't there. Uh, you're a little frustrated. It's okay to get a second opinion. We're going to open up those spots here in just a little little bit. But continuing with our tips to help you live your best retirement life, we've talked about understanding what your expenses are going to be once you do retire. And just be aware, Mark, that financial costs, they're going to change. Some are going to go down and some are going to go up. Yeah. And this is something that can cause a little bit of anxiety for a, a lot of the people that we talk with, students that come into our workshops. Now, when you think about, let's talk about health for a minute, healthy. Sometimes when, like I turned 65 last year, so my premium went down dramatically when I went on Medicare, right? So that could go down. But uh, on the flip side of that coin, when we're talking about health, long-term care expenses can go through the roof if you don't have a plan to cover those. In fact, I'm in this business today because I watched my grandfather get Alzheimer's on my dad's side and they lost everything because they didn't have any insurance to help pay for when he went into the nursing facility. So again, that could be a big problem if you don't address it, long-term care. Now, uh, things can also decrease. Maybe you're not driving every day to work like you were. So vehicle expenses can go down. Uh, a lot of times food right now, that's increasing simply because of inflation. Uh, we still have to eat. Uh, we might eat a little bit less as we get older. Uh, some of us might eat more, uh, but uh, those expenses are going to stay uh, relatively the same. They're going to equal out. You might be able to do more traveling now that you don't have to report to work each week. So travel expenses, uh, Casey just talked about uh, discretionary income is going to be needed because those expenses uh, may uh, travel, we know is very, very expensive today. So, um, you know, we've got a plan for all of this. And that's really the point of us talking about this. 
things are going to go up and things are going to go down, but you've got to be fluid. You've got to make adjustments. And we tend to believe, we like our clients to have more money in the go-go years uh, versus the slow-go or the no-go years. And so uh, we want to make sure that you're able to do things when you're healthy, but it's going to require that uh, you plan for this because things are going to change and things are definitely getting more expensive today than they were, let's say, five, six years ago. We're about to open up 10 positions on the calendar with Elevated Financial Management. Stay tuned for that. These are no cost, no obligation, no pressure. You can uh, take advantage and come in and meet the guys, meet the team, uh, see where you are in your planning process. And let me reiterate, I say this quite often, you may have done quite well with a portfolio and you've accumulated uh, and it's there for you, but you can't just knock on the door for retirement and say, okay, I'm here. Uh, you need to have a plan. Having a great portfolio does not equal having that retirement plan. Next up, for a tip for you, again, you want to live that best retirement life. Casey, understanding, you mentioned taxes earlier, but understanding how the taxes are going to impact that money. Yeah, this is really important. And this is something that, I mean, really everybody needs to understand this um, is how taxes are going to impact their money. But for retirees, as you start to scale down, um, as your work life, maybe you start working uh, part-time, you're taking a step back from work, maybe you become a contractor. We see that quite a bit in our area. Uh, but once you start reducing your income, um, in theory, that's what happens for a lot of retirees, not for everybody. But once you start reducing your income, your tax profile, um, how much you're going to be taxed, what tax bracket you're in, um, that can change each year as your life is kind of changing. And so with that, it creates potential planning opportunities. Um, it creates a situation where you might be in a lower tax bracket and that makes a Roth conversion more valuable to you or uh, creates a larger opportunity for that. So it's something that we want to consider and understand um, that our life is ever changing. And as your income changes and as you officially move towards retirement, the options that are available to you can become greater or they can become smaller. And in this circumstance, if our income is less then we potentially have the ability to uh, do some more efficient tax planning as we're approaching retirement. All right, we've got the 10 positions, guys. What's going to happen for these 10 callers? So we want you to pick up the phone because if you'll call us, we're going to, and you've saved at least $250,000 or more, maybe you work at Boeing or Warehouser. We're going to put together a written plan that's done just for you by our team of certified financial planners. But what's this going to entail? We're going to take a really hard look at where your income is going to come from. Is it going to be guaranteed? Casey just talked about the importance of doing some tax planning. So we're going to want to know what buckets and at what time should we take income out of those different sources that you built up. Then we're going to also want to take a look at, do you want to pass money on to your children or charity? How are we gonna do that? Do you have a will or a trust in place yet? These are just gonna be some of the items that we're gonna take a hard look at and put together a solid written plan. All right, we've got the 10 positions. Here's the number to call, 866-668-3625. These are 10 appointments, upcoming week. This is a written financial plan, no cost, no obligation, no pressure. 866-668-3625, call that number now. When we come back, well, we've got some critical questions about your portfolio that you need to be able to answer. Stay tuned.
Welcome back into Elevate Your Wealth. Your hosts are Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. You can find them both at Elevated Financial Management during the week right here in Seattle. 42 years combined experience between these two. Again, in retirement planning, and it's always about retirement. They've helped hundreds of clients get ready for their golden years. They're certified financial fiduciaries. They have a wonderful website. It's a great resource for you. Check it out, efmnw.com, all letters, EFMNW.com. Again, Elevate Your Wealth radio and TV shows are there for you. Uh, radio, obviously, in podcast form. And you can, of course, watch the TV show. It's right there. They got links for it. Really, really cool. I'm Morgan Patrick. Speaking of cool, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm your consumer advocate. And we go back and forth on retirement uh, each and every week. And we're also going to give you an opportunity to get on the calendar with Elevated Financial Management. No cost, no obligation, simply no pressure. We have 10 calendar appointments. We open those up at the beginning of the show. They remain open throughout the show until they're filled. You can book right now, 866-668-3625. And again, these are no cost, no obligation, no pressure. 866-668-3625. Kind of see where you are in your retirement planning process. All right. So it's very important to know just some basic information about your retirement and your income plan. So we're going we're gonna to pose some questions and give you the answers. How about that? And you may want to take a few notes. Very, very important. So first one up, Casey, what is the appropriate benchmark for my portfolio? Yeah, this is a really good question and maybe one that uh, gets overlooked or, or maybe a lot of our listeners are, are kind of unfamiliar with this idea of a benchmark. But what we're really doing with the benchmark is comparing how you're currently invested with just like it sounds a benchmark out in the investing world of uh, investments that are made up to similar as to how you're currently invested. So let me give you an example. Let's say um, this would be a bad idea from a benchmark perspective. Let's say you're invested very aggressively or very heavily in bonds, I should say. Well, comparing that portfolio versus the S&P 500 as a benchmark would not be a fair comparison, right? That's apples and oranges. So that doesn't work. So when we look at comparing your portfolio versus a benchmark, we want to use the appropriate benchmark, which is going to be something that is similar. If we have a 50-50 portfolio, meaning 50% stock, 50% bonds, well, we want to use a benchmark that is similar to that, right? Um, if we're investing only within the US, then the S&P 500 may be an appropriate benchmark, depending on how aggressive we're being. If we're looking to invest globally inside of our portfolio, comparing that directly to the S&P 500 would not be a great fit because that's more focused on uh, the U.S. market. So we want to make sure that we're understanding how we're comparing. Comparing apples and oranges, as we know, doesn't make sense. And so in the investing world, when we're thinking of how we're doing, it's important to understand what we're actually comparing against because it is all relative in reference to how we're currently set up. Going over some critical questions about your portfolio, but we're also giving you the answers. It's note-taking time, folks, uh, the appropriate benchmark for your portfolio. We covered that. Mark, this one's for you. Do I have a risk management formula in place to help protect my assets if the economy or markets go south? Yeah, this is something that most people do not have. And it's a hard lesson uh, to learn, right? You have to learn it from the school of hard knocks. And that can be very, very discouraging if we see a huge chunk of our money disappear, like what's happened over the past, you know, 16, 17 months right now. And so you want to have a plan um, 
we would say, this is what a plan's going to do for you. It's going to allow you. We use something called Riskalyze. That's going to give us your risk score. That's going to let us know exactly how much risk you're willing to take. As Casey's talked about this many times on the show, what uh, maybe a conservative risk to me could be totally different than a conservative risk to Casey or a moderate risk could be different for me than it would be for Casey or anybody else. And so we've got to have a way to make sure that our portfolios are set up based on your risk tolerance. The problem is most people don't have that. Right now, a lot of people uh, don't don't have anywhere to run. We know last year bonds, uh, as of this year, weren't that great because interest rates are rising, right? And then when interest rates are rising, bonds can be a problem. So again, where do we go? Well, we want to be sure that we have our equities and our bonds in the right proportions based on what's happening to the economy. And right now, there are bond alternatives that we believe are a lot better uh, than bonds in a lot of ways when we need, let's say, fixed income. Now, you know, that being said, again, risk is something we try and protect our clients on the downside. There's always risk in the market. There always will be. But you need to have a plan to be able to go and get money from different buckets when the economy is doing different things, right? We don't want to lock in losses by taking money out of what we call the red money, money at risk or money in the market when the market is down, because then you're just locking in those losses. So again, a plan is going to give you an out. It's going to give you a way to get income and you're going to be able to not suffer uh, as bad as somebody that doesn't have any kind of a plan. We are going over some questions and giving you answers when it, you know, about your portfolio. These are critical questions. Again, we've already talked about, you know, what's the appropriate benchmark for the portfolio itself. Uh, and then you just heard Mark, you know, what about risk management and a formula there to help protect those assets? Let's go back to the benchmark, Casey. Uh, and, and you asked this question, have I done better or worse than my benchmark? Well, that's exactly it, right? That's that's what it really boils down to. We want to make sure we're using the right benchmark, but then that comparison is so important for us to understand because if we're having somebody um, actively manage the accounts, actively trade our accounts, um, and and choose investments for us, what's the whole goal? The idea is for them to uh, create as much growth or income from our portfolio as possible, and so we compare that to the benchmark. And if we're doing worse than the benchmark, and we're paying somebody to do it but we're not getting what we're paying for, right? That's the problem. Now, if we're doing better, then there's some value. If we're doing the same, well, then maybe we're really not getting what we're paying for in that circumstance either, um, dependent on what the choices are, of course, because um, we still have to invest the money somewhere. And so, you know, if, if our portfolio is doing about the same as our benchmark and we can go invest inside of an ETF that does that um, for a lower cost, well, then that may be the better choice. But we want to make sure that we're considering all of those things. Um, and, and as I said before, that's, it's all relative, right? It's all by comparison. Um, good is only good when it's compared to bad. And so that's why we use the benchmark to understand, okay, here's where we could be and here's where we at. Are we doing better or are we doing worse? And then from there, we want to adjust. And that's, that's how Mark and I start every conversation with our clients. We got to know where you're at first. Um, because it doesn't make sense for us to start making recommendations and look at this really cool, shiny new thing. That's not the type of guys that we are, right? We want to figure out where you're at, where you'd like to be, 
and then build you something truthful and realistic as to how you can actually get to where you want to be. You're locked in again, folks. Elevate your wealth, elevated financial management, the power behind the program right here in Seattle. These are critical portfolio questions to ask and also get answers to. The next one up, Mark, am I being adequately rewarded for the risk I take with my investments? Yeah, this is something that uh, we use a, a Morningstar report. That's that's probably very common to a lot of the listeners. But inside the Morningstar report, there's a plot graph that we use that we can plug in your investments when we do an analysis that Casey was just mentioning. And what it's going to do is going to take the investment and it's going to plot it on this graph. And it's going to show us for the amount of risk that you're taking are you getting the reward or the benefit of that risk? And what we find so many times is people are not getting near the reward for the amount of risk that you're taking. If you've got a, a chance to make 10%, well, then you better be you know, in, a, in an investment vehicle where you're going to get rewarded for that instead of just penalized. And so we want to look at that hard, but we can't do it. Casey just mentioned it. You got to have an analysis to find out where you're at to figure out how we can adjust that so that your risk reward, you're getting what you deserve based on the amount of risk that you're taking. Yeah, these are critical portfolio questions you need to ask. Casey, real quickly, here's one. How much exactly am I paying in fees each year and is it worth it? Oh, we got to know that. We got to know what we're paying in fees. Otherwise, our investment accounts can become like, uh, well, I won't say the particular name, but a, a certain uh, internet provider that likes to tack on lots of fees. And that's really, really frustrating. And so, uh, you know, we want to know what we're paying for. Uh, we want to make sure that we're getting what we're paying for, right? And here's the deal, right? Uh, at the end of the day, if you're paying for a Mercedes and you're driving off the lot in a Kia, then something's going real wrong. There's not anything wrong with either one of those things, but you got to make sure that you're actually getting what you're paying for and that it's appropriate for what you're looking for, for what you need for your plan. And so this is where it becomes important to know what your fees are, uh, to understand what the dollar value is in that. We think percentages, but we want to understand what those dollars are and then make sure that it's truly worth it in your circumstance. All right. Now's the opportunity to get on the calendar with Elevated Financial Management. Fellas, what's going to happen for the next 10 callers? Well, for those that are willing to pick up the phone and give us a call, um, we're going to put together a written financial plan for you, put together by our team of certified financial planners. So what that really means is we're going to figure out where you're at, figure out where you want to be, and help you figure out how to get there. That's what all this boils down to. When we talk about all the information we talk about on our show, benchmarks, uh, uh, risk-adjusted returns, social security, all those kind of things, it all boils down to figuring out how to get you to where you want to be. So don't hesitate. Pick up the phone. If you've saved $250,000 or more, we'd be more than happy to help you out. All right. We've got 10 spots. Here's the number to call, 866-668-3625. If you save $250,000 or more for your retirement, these strategies are going to work best for you. 866 866- 668-3625, 10 spots. They will go fast. 866-668-3625. There is certainly a lot of misinformation and just plain bad information out there about, yes, annuities. We're going to talk about it coming back. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
Elevate Your Wealth. Seattle, it's always about retirement. This show is powered by Elevated Financial Management. You can find our hosts, Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. That's where they are during the week. 42 years combined experience in the retirement planning business, helping hundreds of their clients getting ready for the big day when they do walk away and head off into retirement. They are certified financial fiduciaries. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. We go back and forth on so many different things. In this portion of the show, we're going to tackle a topic that can be a hot button issue, and it's annuities. They are a tool in the retirement planning process, and you can reap the rewards to and through retirement. So let's find out what's true and what's not true when it comes to annuities. Mark, we'll start with you. I'm going to say this, and you tell me uh, if I'm being truthful or maybe I'm off my rocker. All right, first one, all annuities are the same. (laughs) Okay, that's off the rocker. Um, we got to send you down to the state hospital on that one. Um, they're not. And this is something to, that's very important to understand. Uh, people, if you Google annuities, you're going to probably find 50% unbelievably positive information about annuities and 50% uh, think they're the worst thing in the world that <laughs> anybody could put their money into. But what we believe is they're a tool, right? And we share this in a lot of classes. When I share that Social Security is an annuity, they're like, what? Same way, every pension plan in America today, if you're fortunate enough to have one, is an annuity. So I don't know about you, Morgan. I know how Casey and I feel about this, but this is something that matters. I'd love to have, I'd love to have as many annuities as I could get my hands on. Yeah, I mean, to it's be a, honest with you. I, I, th- I think you're, you've got something here because the, the, there's a stigma about the word. Yep, and exactly. It's a stereotype. And people are, I mean, for the most part, you just get a negative connotation when you hear the Mm -hmm. word annuity. You really need to educate yourself. We we use this example quite a bit on the show. It's if you go into a big box store, if you're going into one of these hardware stores and and you're looking for a certain kind of paint and you go to the paint section, they don't just have one paint, right? They don't have one color. They have many, many colors and many, many shades of those colors. So same thing goes for annuities. And there could be one that is a good fit for your retirement and your portfolio. In fact, yeah. And that's, I want to address that a little bit because it can be like stocks and bonds, mm-hmm. right? There's different type of stocks or different type of bonds in the same way in the annuity world. There are some that will start payments immediately. Uh, you could be a deferred annuity where you're going to defer possibly just, you want to protect the principal, which is something that an annuity does very well. Now there is one type of annuity, a variable annuity that we both agree. Um, I would probably want to flush it almost <laughs> hate to use that term, but I don't like them. Their fees are way too high, but then there's a hybrid a fixed index annuity that can provide income or just protect principal and give us way better returns than what the market does. I have a client right now that is going to move to Columbia and his whole concern is he wants income and he wants to have to think about it. So he's selling his two properties. Uh, He doesn't want to be in the, the rental business anymore. And then he's, he saved up another maybe 400,000. So he's got about $1.1 million, but for him, it's all about reliability of income and annuities are going to provide that, that no other vehicle can I put money into for a client and then turn on an income stream that he can't outlive. And so it's going to be a perfect tool 
for him uh, and his retirement journey because he can get to do whatever he wants and the check will just be deposited in his account each and every month, just like his social security check is going to be deposited. And he's he can't wait for that to start happening here in a couple months. And I'll just add something to that too. You know, I, Morgan, you mentioned it, right? That it's like, there's this negative connotation and I, we do hear that all the time. Uh, and as a matter of fact, you know, if annuities come up in the office, we like to ask folks what they think about them, right? It's, Hey, what, what do you think about an annuity? Right. What have you heard? And a, a lot of times we get this answer, you know, I don't know much about them, but I, I just know that they're not good. Yep. I mean, how do you know that if you don't know much about them, right? That's it. And, and you're right. There's just a lot of negative talk out there. Mm. Um, and, and I mean, your illustration of a hardware store, the paint, that's perfect, right? Because there are different annuities. And yeah, we're not fans of all of them, right? And what it really boils down to is using the right tool in the right application. Yeah. And uh, what we have seen is that there are some uh, advisors out there that maybe only do annuities. And so in that circumstance, if all you have is a hammer, everything starts to look like a nail. And what that means is that an annuity can be used in the wrong application. And that's where it becomes so important to be working with the right people who, yeah, can offer an annuity, but also do market investments, yep. also do income planning, also do yep. tax planning, all those things, right? Because it's it's a different tool for a different situation. That's what it boils down to. And depending on your situation, to the folks listening at home, an annuity may be a great fit. It may not. We, we don't really know, right? It's just something to be aware of and understand that it, it could benefit you. Yeah, I mean, you guys say it all the time on the show. I mean, your toolbox. I mean, there, there are a lot of tools mm-hmm. that go in the toolbox. Yep. Uh, you need to have that conversation and see which tool is going to fit best uh, for your retirement portfolio. So we're talking about annuities. And again, there's a lot of misinformation out there. A lot of it's bad information, stereotypes, stigmas, however you want to phrase it. Uh, but we're here to talk about, uh, you know, positive things about annuities because you really need to educate yourself on them. So I'm just throwing out statements and the guys are, you know, they're going to combat these statements. So the first one, all annuities are the same. They're not. This next one, Casey, annuities have a low rate of return. Yeah, I, I would disagree. I would say, no, that's that's not the case. Um, you know, what it does boil down to is that, again, depending on the annuity and depending on the circumstance. So some annuities do have a set interest rate, um, which makes it really easy to calculate the earnings. And that could be a lower set interest rate. It kind of depends on the type of annuity and what we're trying to do. Um, there also are variable annuities, like Mark mentioned. Um, and I'll just say why we don't, why we're not typically fans of variable annuities. It's, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, number one, they take market risk. And number two, they have a high cost of ownership. And so if we have a high cost of ownership and we're taking market risk, why would we not just invest directly in the market? That seems to make a lot more sense, right? So um, that, that's something to keep in mind. Uh, in addition to that, there's other types of annuities. So there's fixed annuities, which are going to pay a fixed rate of interest. Um, and that can be very appealing in a lot of circumstances because we're looking, maybe we have a, a runway before retirement and we want to know exactly what that's going to look like. And we can create a guaranteed amount of income from a particular annuity, or we know what the guaranteed rate of return is going to be. Um, that's very, very valuable um, in a planning scenario. And then there's also fixed indexed annuities. And uh, what's really interesting about a fixed index annuity is it, it does not bear the risk of the market. So it does not have the ability to lose value when the market goes down, but it does have the ability to grow when indexes increase, when the market is increasing. Um, now, it's not one-to-one for how the market grows, right? If the market grows by 10%, we're not going to expect 10% growth inside of that annuity. There's some variables and things to understand there, but it is a way to protect ourselves on the downside and yet still have 
uh, positive upside growth that can have a, a, a long-term positive impact on our retirement. So again, it, it's all boils down to using the right tool and the right application. And just educating yourself, having that conversation, the opportunity uh, to ask questions about annuities or anything that you're concerned about when it comes to your retirement planning, uh, it's it's going on right now. We have 10 appointments available with Elevated Financial Management for the upcoming week. All you have to do is call 866-668-3625. If you've saved at least 250000 towards your retirement, these strategies are going to work best for you. But those 10 appointments are open now, and you can book 866-668-3625. All right, Mark, annuity fees. This is the next phrase. You tell me if I'm off my rocker, and I think you like telling me I'm off my rocker. Annuity (laughs) fees. (laughs) Annuity fees are always sky high. That would, again, be a big, eh, that's not true. Uh, It depends on the type of annuity. This is why Casey just mentioned the variable annuity. Uh, We tend to stay away from those because they are excessive in the fees that they're charging. I think Casey hit the nail right on the head with that tool, uh, because if you're gonna pay the fees, you might as well just invest directly into the market mm-hmm. uh, versus doing a variable annuity. Uh, now, uh, a lot of the fixed indexed annuities that he just mentioned can have zero fees. You can still have upside potential, market downside where you don't lose anything and pay no fees. If we want income that's going to continue to pay us, even if the account value drops to zero, that type of annuity, you're probably going to be looking at about 1% on average, which compared to market cost is very, very reasonable. So it depends on the type of annuity and what you're wanting that annuity to do as to whether a fee is going to be justified or one that that fee is just not justified. We don't know, but we're going to analyze it for you to make sure you understand all the different options. Tell you, we're getting into the annuity conversation, going over a lot of the misinformation that's out there. We've talked about just these phrases because you really need to educate yourself. All annuities are not the same. Uh, All annuities, uh, they don't have a low rate of return. There could be one in there that could be a good fit for your portfolio. And annuity fees are not always sky high. Casey, this is the last one we have time for. Uh, And this is a concern for a lot of people when they start talking about annuities in broad strokes. When I die, I'm concerned that the insurance company keeps my money. Yeah, you know, that is a that is a big concern for a lot of folks. We do hear that a lot. As I mentioned, we like to ask people, you know, before we start talking about particular investments, we like to ask them what they know. And so we'll ask folks about an annuity if that comes up. Um, and sometimes we do hear that. Well, I, you know, I know the insurance company keeps the money if I die. And we'll say that as a blanket statement, that is not true. Now, there are certain times uh, in certain annuities where if you select a certain income type that, yes, you're going to receive a larger payment for the rest of your life. But if something was to happen to you, that money could be left with the insurance carrier. Here's the situation. Mark and I don't ever use annuities like that because it doesn't fit for the majority of our clients. We we want to make sure that there's a beneficiary listed, um, that the contract, that the annuity policy does allow for a beneficiary. And so we always have that conversation. Uh, we make sure that when we are setting up uh, an annuity for somebody uh, to create income, that any money that's still in that account when they pass away is going to pass to their spouse, to the next generation, whatever it may be. Um, So in that circumstance, the answer would be no, Um, we don't like to do annuities that way. And realistically, that doesn't seem to be a good fit for most folks. Um, Again, it's situational, but 
it's something to be aware of. You want to add something to that, Mark? Yeah, and I was going to say, if we ever did go down that path with a life-only option, which is very rare, you can fix that problem by having a life insurance mm-hmm. contract based on that person's life. So if, let's say it's on the husband, he dies, the payment stops. Well, the life insurance is going to pay a death benefit, which sometimes can be much greater than the annuity benefit. So there are ways to to make sure that the spouses are protected if, if that were to happen. Okay, guys. Well, we're up against it. We've got those spots on the calendar. Mark, what's going to happen for the next 10 callers? So please pick up the phone. If you call us, we're going to put together a written plan for you done by our certified financial planning team. So if you've saved at least $250,000 or more, pick up the call. If some of these things, taxes, uh, income, uh, what do I going to do with my money? Do I have my will or, or trust in place? Please pick up the phone and give us a call and let us help you put together a plan based on your situation. All right, here we go. Here's the number 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. Call that number now. When we come back, well, we're going to get into some question and answer. your wealth. Seattle, it's always about retirement. Powered by Elevated Financial Management, where you can find our hosts, Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins, during the week. They have 42 years combined experience in the retirement planning business, and it's about helping their clients get ready for their retirement. They're certified financial fiduciaries. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, and now we're going to have some fun with some scenarios. I'm going to throw out some scenarios, and Mark and Casey are going to handle them, all right? So let's see how they do with this one. Mark, you're first up. Here it is. I was terminated by my employer. The paperwork they sent me said a 10% penalty for an early 401k withdrawal would be waived for payments made after separation of service if you turn 55 during that year. Do I need to roll the 401k over to an IRA first and then do the payments to avoid the penalty? That's my question. Well, this is really important as to why you need to work with a team that understands taxes because there is some intricacies here that you need to be very, very, very well aware of. Now, the 55 rule is a great rule, right? Like Morgan just mentioned. If you separate from service, you leave your job or get fired, if you are 55 or older in that year, this rule applies. But there's a couple of things to understand that make this tricky. If you get laid off or fired before you turn 55, this rule goes away. Some people believe, well, I just wait. And if my money's in the plan when I turn 55, I can still do this rule. That is not the case. You must be 55 or older to do this. So the other thing you need to understand is that you do not want to roll it to an IRA. If you roll it from the 401k to the IRA, you just killed your 55 rule. It's over. You will not be able to access the money now without a 10% penalty once it goes into the IRA because the 55 rule only applies to qualified plans, or I should say retirement plans, not qualified plans, but a 401k, a TSP, a 403b, the money must stay inside of that plan 
Uh, otherwise, that rule goes away. So there are some very important rules that you need to understand uh, that are totally different than the 59 and a half rules. So I highly recommend you work so with somebody that understands these different uh, rules because you can mess up and, and it costs yourself a lot of money if you're not careful. Elevate your wealth. We are in the scenario portion of the program. I throw the scenarios out and Casey and Mark handle them. Here's the next one. We're going to give this one to Casey. I recently retired at 68 years old with a million dollars in my 401k. I met with an advisor who recommended four stock funds and eight bond funds uh, and a 1% fee. This is too many funds for me and too large a fee. I like target funds. The advisor said an age-appropriate target fund like 2020 uh, was too volatile. Uh, is this true? You, you know, I, I'll, I'll just to answer it real directly, I would say I'd, I'd be very surprised um, if they were saying that a target date fund of 2020 was too volatile given that we're in 2023 and you're 68 and you're already retired. So I, that that's a little bit of a surprise, but let's kind of break this down a little bit at a time. So, uh, you know, the idea of, uh, what was it? Uh, four stock funds, eight bond funds, uh, a 1% fee. I, I wouldn't really look at it so much as, well, you know, four, four bond funds, eight stock funds, a total of 12. That's just too many funds. I, I wouldn't look at it so much from that perspective if the funds are all doing different things and they're serving a purpose inside your portfolio, then who cares if it's four funds or 40 funds? It doesn't really matter as long as they're all working for you. Um, what I will say is when you do start to get that larger number of funds like that, we do see a lot of overlap, um, which means that our funds maybe are not as diversified as we're hoping them to be. Um, in addition to that, I'll say that bond funds are really not my favorite. Uh, simply because if we look at more recent times, you know, bonds have always were supposed to be a safe haven. Um, but more recently, bond funds have really struggled. The market struggled, uh, the equities have, and so have bond funds. And so uh, that, that may not be the, the correct balance. So I, I would agree from that perspective. Um, a 1% fee, you know, if that's too much for you, that's okay. Um, that, that's up to you to decide. I will say that a 1% fee, uh, as far as, you know, uh, investment management, investment advice goes is actually on the low side of things. Um, and so, you know, if, if you're looking more to go it alone, then I think that may be your best bet. But l let's kind of break down this idea of the, the target fund of 2020. The way a target date fund works is as you approach the date. So let's say for 2020, as you get closer and closer to that date, then the fund is becoming more conservative, meaning it's putting more into bonds and less into stocks. It's kind of rebalancing itself year over year. So, uh, for example, a 2030 target date fund would be more aggressive than a 2025 target date fund. And in turn, a 2020 would be more conservative than a 2025. So the idea that a 2020 is too volatile for you um, is actually maybe kind of a surprise from my perspective. But what I'll say is this, I, I'm not truthfully a, a huge fan of target date funds. I think things can be done a lot better. And I think things can be set up uh, more custom tailored to what you want specifically. A, a target date fund, as is the case with many of these kind of cookie cutter portfolios is, in my opinion, a one size fits none. Um, it, it may be okay for a few folks, but realistically speaking, I think you should have a custom tailored plan. I think everybody should have a custom tailored plan because I got news for you. Your life is different than everybody else's listening to this show. So you need something just for you. 
Um, so, I, you know, just kind of on broad strokes, I would say that some of that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But realistically speaking, this is exactly why we offer what we offer on our TV show, on our radio show, in our retirement workshops is a custom built plan because that's what we wholeheartedly believe is the right thing for retirees. Again, every single week we talk retirement. We also give you an opportunity to get on the calendar with Elevated Financial Management. If you've saved at least 250000 or more for your retirement, these strategies are going to work best for you. The 10 appointments are open right now, and you can call and book 866-668-3625. That number again, 866-668-3625. All right, next up, Mark, this one's for you. Tell me what to do. What are some good, safe options to place investment funds between investments? I guess I want to earn more than the bank interest rate when I'm holding funds in cash, maybe ETFs, kind of like that. Yeah, this is something that kind of can be very hard to do, right? So it, I will just say this, from a safe investment standpoint, you know, inside a portfolio account, let's say one of the big box stores, you're going to have a money market fund. Um, now, the one good thing about money market funds is that the rates have gotten better. Uh, I know I placed some money in 11-month CD about four months ago and was fortunate enough to uh, be earning close to 5 or 5% on my money, not close to, it was 5%. So again, uh, but those rates have since come down. You don't find that out there from a CD rate standpoint. So if you're wanting total liquidity and you are trying to just find a safe haven because you're not sure what to do, it sounds a little bit like you might be trying to time the market, which can be very difficult for us to kind of do, but you're going to, it's going to be a struggle for you to find a, a decent rate of return right now. I would tell you, uh, depending on the term that you want to uh, tie your money up for, you're going to want to look possibly at a CD rate right now. Uh, that's probably the best place to go for a totally liquid account uh, uh, under a short term uh, because you don't know exactly what to do with your money right now, which I understand that concern. A lot of people don't know what to do, so it, it causes us to sometimes do nothing. We're like a deer in the headlights, right? And so we tend to not want to do anything. But I would just tell you, uh, if you want pure liquidity, it's going to be hard to really find great rates. Uh, there's some decent rates out there, but um, the market is still over the long term going to do a lot better to get back in the game and, and be looking at equities for sure. I tell you, folks, uh, so many different uh, scenarios. We go over a lot of them here on the program. But remember this, uh, when you're planning for your retirement, uh, you're probably going to get into conversations with family members, coworkers. Uh, maybe somebody at the coffee shop has an idea about uh, retirement. Just remember, uh, your situation is totally unique to you. And if you're retiring as a couple, unique to that couple. Uh, and I like to, you know, use that analogy. You know, everybody's got their own puzzle, correct? And But everybody's puzzle is going to be different. The pieces are going to be different. You got to make sure everything mm -hmm. fits together for you. Yeah. So we go over these scenarios. One of them might be similar to what you're going through. 
but it's not exactly what you're going through. So grab one of the appointments while they last, 866-668-3625, and get your questions answered when it comes to your retirement. All right, next up, Casey, uh, here's one for you. I have a pre-tax 401k that I want to start converting to a Roth IRA account. Does that money need to go to a traditional IRA first, or can it go directly to a Roth IRA and Roth from the 401k account? I'm 62 currently. Uh, Yeah, good question. Uh, No, it does not have to go from the 401k to an IRA first. It can go directly from your 401k to a Roth. Uh, Just keep in mind that there still is a five-year rule, meaning when you put the money in, the growth can't come out for five years. Uh, You are over the age of 59 and a half, so you're clear on that front, but you want to give it five years. Otherwise, you're going to end up owing taxes on that portion of it. So as long as you give it the uh, five-year time frame, it'll be tax-free. Um, there's not a whole lot else really to say about that. It's a pretty straightforward answer. Um, but just keep that in mind and make sure that when you're thinking about your taxes, um, that you are being efficient with your tax brackets. That's really what the key is with the Roth conversion. All right, we got time for one more. Mark, this one to you. I opened a Roth IRA account and I do not have any funds in it. I'm closing it and I'm going to use a financial advisor. Does the IRA have a specific ID that I need to transfer it over? Or since there's nothing in it, do I need to do anything? Even if there's nothing in it, is the five-year clock already in motion? Yeah, this is one where the answer to that is no. Uh, When you establish an account, if you never put any money into it, right? You might have an account number attached to it, but that's all it is. It doesn't have any funds in it. So it basically, you don't have to do anything with it, but I would close it. Now, when that money does move to a different account, whether it's a different Roth or a different traditional account, you will have to put money into it for for that five-year clock on the Roth side to start. You have to put money in the account. You just can't open it up, not put any money in it, then deposit money a year later and expect that now two years has gone by. The two years of the five is now up. That's not the case. Tell you folks, so important to be uh, ready for retirement. And a good way to start is just start having those conversations. We have appointments available. Casey, what's going to happen for the next 10 callers? Well, we're going to keep it real uh, simple and short. For the next 10 callers, you're going to get a written financial plan put together by our team of certified financial planners. It's a roadmap for success in retirement to show you how to go from where you are to where you want to be to live the retirement years that you've been dreaming of. All right, here's the number to call, 866-668-3625. If you've saved at least $250,000 towards your retirement, these strategies are going to work best for you. The number again, 866-668-3625. Call that number now. Another edition of Elevate Your Wealth is in the books. We'll see you on the radio next week. Investment advisor services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The content provided is intended for informational and educational purposes only. The views, statements, and opinions expressed herein are those of the individual speakers and not necessarily those of Foundations and its affiliates. The information contained herein does not constitute an offer to sell any securities or represent an express or implied opinion or endorsement of any specific opportunity, offering, or issuer. Any discussion of performance or returns is not indicative of future results. Each individual investor situation is different, and any ideas provided may not be appropriate for your particular circumstances. Foundations only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. No legal or tax advice is provided. Always consult with a tax professional. All rights reserved.